5AA Breakfast. David Penberthy and Will Goodings. Weekdays from 6 till 9 on Adelaide's 5AA. 17 after 7, still awaiting an outcome in the Justine Demond trial in Minneapolis over in the US. As soon as the verdict is announced, we will bring it to you here on 5AA Breakfast. It has been decided. It just hasn't been made public to this point in time. So uh, as soon as that happens, we'll cross over to the US and bring you up to speed with uh, all that has transpired. We keep our focus on um, federal politics and the election here and continue a conversation we started before the break in our election wrap by introducing uh, One Nation MLC in the uh, New South Wales Upper House. Mark Latham. Mark, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, David and Will. Good to be talking to you. Uh, you're in, in South Australia tomorrow. We we'll, we'll want to have a chat about... Um, plans for the, the Murray-Darling Basin. But uh, can, I, can I start with asking about One Nation's um, candidate selection? Um, Ross MacDonald in Leichhardt, uh, the latest to uh, be the subject of uh, some some pretty ordinary comments. We've had uh, Steve Dixon stand down in recent days and Pauline Hanson, leader of the party on a current affair last night, detailed, you know, the way she's been let down by Fraser Anning, Steve Dixon, David Oldfield, a host of other people. How do you go to Australians in this federal election and say, you know what, no, no, we've got rid of the bad eggs now and now we've only got good ones? Well, Steve Dixon did the wrong thing and he's paid a price for that. He's got no future in politics. Uh, I haven't seen the McDonald matter. I can say that, uh, well, two things really. He's in this federal election and had trouble with candidate selection. Labor lost high-profile candidates in Western Australia, the lost people who didn't comply with 44 of the Constitution. And the second thing is, is it possible to collect uh, good candidates who stand up to scrutiny? Here in our New South Wales election, we had over 25 candidates, no trouble there. So it is possible, uh, one nation and other parties, to get it right. So you don't but, think the, the party hasn't had a, a problem disproportionate to, to other parties in, in the country? Well, in this federal election campaign, everyone's had a problem probably on an equal scale. Um, Labor's had uh, difficulties. There's still a controversy about one of their people in the Northern Territory and, and those. The Liberals lost Labor's Lisa Park. Uh, there's been independence in trouble. There was a who was involved in bodgy research uh, that made the front page of the Western Australian newspaper. You know, I think this is a feature of the era of social media, where, whether we like it or not, uh, a lot of people put very private, personal information on Facebook and the like, and then part of the media game in an election campaign is trawl through all their material, blow it up for a day or two in a sensational way, and uh, sometimes parties remove these candidates, sometimes they don't, and then the caravan moves on. But uh, I think for the average voter, the thing that really matters is, uh, you know, substantial issues like electricity prices, jobs, services and water policy. Mark, One Nation has had a pretty low profile here in South Australia. It's always been regarded as a, a party that's pretty dominant uh, in Queensland with, with some success in, in New South Wales as well. You're coming here tomorrow. What is the party's message for South Australia? Well, One Nation offers a policy platform that's against political correctness. We want people to speak out about the truth in our society. We want... Uh, uh, evidence-based policies, and tomorrow I'm releasing a policy very important to the whole country, but uh, South Australia in particular, and that is the modified Bradfield scheme to have greater water capture in Queensland and northern New South Wales so you can put the water into the Murray-Darling uh, system and ensure multiple objectives are met. There's enough water in Queensland, New South Wales, which has been in dreadful 
drought conditions, but also you've got the environmental flows to keep the mouth of the Murray open and water supply into South Australia is guaranteed. So, you know... You Would that involve a, tearing up the Murray-Darling scheme? Well, it's in addition to it, you see. If you've got greater water flow, you haven't got this dispute between Queensland, New South Wales and South Australia as to who gets the water allocations. If you can increase the size of the pie, uh, that is, increase the size of the river flow, then every state can benefit. So how do you get greater water flow without just taking more water out of the river? Well, you need to capture the water that currently flows into the ocean in Queensland and northern New South Wales. The Bradfield scheme is about effectively turning back inland the water flow of rivers like the Tully, the Herbert, the Clarence River in northern New South Wales and put it into the Murray-Darling catchment, uh, either piped in or um, um, just by natural flow. So, you know, that's the scheme. It's been there for nearly 100 years, proposed by John Bradfield, who was the engineer who designed the Sydney Harbour Bridge. And it's the same principle by which which the Snowy Mountain scheme Mm. operated. It has been around for 80 years, though, and no one's found it suggested that it's it's cost-effective. Well, there's a lot of money being spent on um, uh, water and electricity schemes. Uh, We think that this uh, Bradfield scheme could be funded now by taking the money that Malcolm Turnbull was going to waste on Snowy 2.0 and putting it in, into the development of this scheme. The Morrison government and Bob Catter actually have had some feasibility studies that we're waiting for the results. But, you know, if you can increase the size of the water flow and do something just with one of those rivers to put more into the Murray-Darling, you benefit all the states, South Australia in particular. Mark Latham, uh, New South Wales MLC for One Nation, thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll uh, pay attention to what they get up to when they're in South Australia over the next couple of days. Well, I obviously feel like it's a, a, a scheme that South Australians are going to warm to because it's very rare that federal politicians travel to Adelaide to make their water announcements. Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe that's... Some-